This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, every way. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Caps fans, thank you so much for tuning in to our segment-based Thursday episode. Every Thursday, we generally have a couple segments or interview, but generally a segment where you are just subjected to our opinions on any given subject in which we decide. So for the Hockey Troll Hip Check this week, I'll be talking about the Austin Matthews versus Ovechkin as a career uh, or as a goal scorer, the elite goal scorer of, I don't know, forever. Um, And Polly, what are you going to be talking about at Snack Time with Polly Cupcakes? College hockey, Frozen Four, dudes coming into the NHL. Love to hear it. So, as per tradition, Polly, big NCAA guy, going to be talking about uh, the Frozen Four. I actually watched it for the first time in a long time, Polly, so I will have some things to add to your segment. Wow. Can't wait. All right, let's fucking pop some tabs. One, two, three. All right. Good stuff. Well, that's it. Uh, <laughs> and that's the episode. So, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in. Please uh, rate us five stars only. Five stars only. Yeah. If only. If only we could. I wonder if the network would even catch on if we just did an episode where it was just an intro, just a shitty intro, and then popping tabs, and, and then we just outroed immediately. Probably not if it was just one and we didn't tweet about it. <laughs> they're pretty uh yeah they're pretty busy guys so yeah it's a big network true or no 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 intro pop tabs ad read out <laughs> let's do it next week <laughs> yeah. uh we'll have to maybe like our season finale or something like a big episode which people are like oh season finale um all right well fuck it let's just get right into the hockey show hip check what do you think Let's do it. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. All right. So, Caps fans, I don't know if you've heard about this. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Um... (laughs) Austin Matthews is being <clears throat> compared to Alexander Ovechkin as the next best like goal scorer of all time. He's there. People are already, especially Leafs fans, are like saying, "Oh, you know, Austin Matthews is already better," um, and you know he's he's gonna pass Ovi as soon as Ovi retires. Paul, what do you think about this? First of all, it's bold. Um... <laughs> It's borderline I mean, slander. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a little bit funny because, you know, people were thinking, because didn't he come in with Line A? Or is he after Line A? Who, Matthews? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think like in, around that time, Line A Matthews, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it was Line A and then, you know, that fizzled off. I mean, he's still the, the closest, I think, archetype to Ovi. Um, in terms of 
style and body build and all that. But, um, I mean, I think Austin Matthews is the closest thing, the closest person to who you could make these comparisons to. Um, I mean, I guess he, he's got a chance at this point, but you know, let's see where he is five years from now. Right. And so, you know, my argument against Austin Matthews for first off is that he spells his name A U S T O N. Austin. Yeah. Which is probably for like the American, for English is probably more grammatically correct, but still is a little weird, right? I don't know. Austin instead of Austin. Yeah, Austin. But but it's pronounced Austin. Not yeah. Austin. Well, I know, it's, but he spells it like Austin, right? Right, like Gaston, but Austin. Yeah. Well, wait, I mean, also, hey, it's sus. That's all I'm saying is it's just like very suspicious, okay? Yeah, and it's also Matthews is different than your typical Matthews. Is it? Isn't it only one T? Let me double check. No. Okay, now I think you're reaching. I think no, I was okay. I was wrong. It's, You're just trying to. Pile I think on maybe it, I have I've name. also just I think I also noticed the spelling of Austin and I I let that jumble up in my brain. Yeah, I have a little conniption after seeing that shit because it's really weird. Austin Matthews' parents are clearly super hip people, apparently, right? Um, yeah, so, I guess so. Real trendsetters, right? <laughs> um, and you know. We've got a good Russian, traditional Russian name, Alexander, you know, a Sasha, if you will. Um, and then Ovechkin, you know, very, it's, it's, it's just normal. Okay. Yeah. It's how things should be. Yeah. <laughs> so as of recording today, the 10th of April in God's year, this year, what is it? What, how do you say that? In this God's year? this The year of our Lord? In the year of our Lord. <laughs> God's year. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're already off to a great start on this one, ladies and gentlemen. On um, this year of our Lord, 2022, um, we've got Austin Matthews sitting a career total of 257 goals. Okay. Now... Ovechkin, in his first six years, so, you know, obviously, Austin Matthews' sixth year is not uh, complete yet. By the way, can you believe Austin Matthews has been in the league for six years? Does that make you feel old? Yes. Yeah. Okay, good. I already knew I was old, so it, I savor the feeling of you feeling old. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Misery loves company. Exactly. But uh, this guy Steve Simmons at Simmons Steve, no idea. He's got a blue check mark. Must be an important guy. Uh, go, he, he tweeted goals scored since Austin Matthews entered the NHL in 2016-17, and then of course Austin Matthews 253, Ovechkin 247, Drysaitel 228, McDavid 219, Pasternak 213, Marshawn 197, and Tavares 181. Okay, that's interesting. It's 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 provocative, right? It's what caught my attention. It's what the inspiration of this entire segment's about. So shout out Steve Simmons. I'm stealing some material here. He, I'm sure, you know, as I click on his 
profile. Oh, sports columnist for the Toronto Sun. Imagine that, a Toronto <laughs> media writer hyping Austin Matthews. Okay, makes sense. So, you know, that's all fine and dandy. But like I said, Ovi, after six seasons, uh, one of those seasons included a 65-goal year. 65 goals. Now, as of today, in two, in 21-22 season... Austin Matthews, I believe, has 58, which is huge. It's a lot. It's a lot. I'm going to look it up. I believe it's 58 because I think he just went off again and just climbed the... Uh... Yeah, 58. Okay, which, that's madness, okay? Leon Dreisaitl has 50. Chris Kreider, out of nowhere, I don't know what the hell that dude's putting in his fucking Cheerios, 49, and Ovi... 45. So Ovi's still respectable the top four, but I don't believe he's going to be able to capture another Richard. That which is fine. He's got nine of them, so you know a tenth one would be cool. You know, make it double digits. But you know he's had enough of that, right? Yeah, share the love. Right. You know, can't win it every year. Um, so I think that at this point, like if you look at the first six seasons for for Matthews to make up the difference in like 10 games of, oh, you know, like 50 goals. I don't think that's really going to be plausible. Do you, Polly? You know, it's, it's like five goals a game. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't think he's going to catch him this year. Right. Um, and so, you know, he's got a – Matthews has a near impossible benchmark today if you're going to like get at that, you know, first six total – if you're going to compare apples to apples, which I feel like is Ovi's first six years and Matthew's first six years, right? I mean, I think it's a little, I think the metrics are a little bit skewed via this tweet that took things a little bit out of their own context, right? I mean, they, they, he was trying to create his own buzz around his boy, Austin. So, you know, first six years, Austin Matthews, phenom. I mean, first game he ever played, four goals. Crazy. Yeah. So here's the thing with that tweet. It's how many goals have been scored in that time? Four not more. Not in his first. This tweet happened not, like three days ago. So there's been four well, more Austin yeah, Matthews goals. But, I mean, it's not comparing to Ovi's first six seasons. It's, no. Correct. Yeah, it's Ovi. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you're right. I mean, we were talking about this on the way home from hockey one day. How he had a very... OV type entrance into the league. You know, OV, I think, had two goals in his first. Austin Matthews doubled that up. You know, so, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, that's really his own thing. But, you know, they're, they're definitely, they're, they're in a similar category. I wouldn't say the same, at least not at this point. Um, but, I mean, like, I think I already said this. If you're going to compare anyone to OV that's active in the league, I think Matthews is the guy. Sure. I would agree with that too. And, but, you know, I think that there's something that people aren't really taking into account. And I think, and Austin Matthews is a center, isn't he? He's like the number one center in Toronto, right? Um, now, Ovechkin, on the other hand, yeah, so Matthews is a center. Drysaddle is a center. But on the other hand, Ovechkin and Chris Kreider both play left wing. That's traditionally not the scoring wing. Uh, 
when it when it comes down to like who scores the goals, it's usually the right wing is the scoring wing, the left wing is like you know back checking defensive kind of where you slot guys in, um, you know, kind of like a Tom Wilson role. Like Tom Wilson, he's been, he's been playing like the left wing. You know what I mean? I mean he can go either yeah. side, but that's where I would slot him in too. Um, now, if you look at that, you know why. I think that centers have a large advantage in points and scoring when it comes to the NHL because they're driving play, you know, they're, they're dishing. Um, and it's on top of that, just really hard to compare two different positions, right? These, you know, the center is supposed to be constantly in the mix, helping out the defense and the offense. He's really kind of like the bridge between the defense and the offense as a player, whereas the offense should be kind of like either finished or, or helped along by the wingers, right? Their wingers are almost like supporting roles, I mean, for lack of a better term, it's not true, but wouldn't you say, Polly? Yeah. How would you describe I mean, it? If, if, if someone was going to be given that designation, it would be the wingers. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever played hockey, you know the wingers are like the most worthless people on the ice. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's why I played wing, like all throughout high school, right? Until they moved it into yeah. defense, which they were like, well, you know, you can kind of skate and you're bigger than some people, so let's just put you down there, you fucking scrub. Uh, so, you know, that was that was that was just – it is tough. And that's why I think that like the Crosby-Ovechkin kind of comparison is a little skewed as well. Obviously, Crosby is a run-of-the-mill elite player in any given situation, but will be quickly forgotten once he's – exits the league um you know he's basically just like a good player in in his own vacuum whereas Ovechkin transcends time with his record breaking and is also just like a better person I think maybe well yeah I mean probably an accurate assessment from the outside not ever meeting either one of them okay I'll give you that well thank you for my thank you for the support um Interesting to note, though, and again, remember, sample size here, but if you look at goals per game in career numbers, now, keep in mind, Ovechkin has a decade longer sample size than Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews does beat him in goals per game at a .64. What do you think Ovi has, if you didn't know, because I put it in the outline? Um, well, I would think, uh, I would try to do some quick math and think he's, he's almost gotten to 800 goals and he's scored, how many games has he played? 1350 or something? Yeah. I mean, I, I would be guessing. Right <laughs> so around, do the math, do the math in your head, Polly. I do some quick I'd math. Be saying, I, no, I'd be thinking a little more than a goal every other game. Right, so a little bit more than 0.5. Yeah. Right, and so this tracks, right? And so 0.03 difference that Matthews has in favor of, of him. Um, I didn't do the first six seasons because I'm now just getting that idea, and that would probably give us a little bit more of a uh, better uh, idea. But obviously, since he's scored more goals in his first six seasons, Ovechkin has than Matthews. He's going to have more goals per game uh, than the .64, right? That's that's how math works, I think. So, well, I mean, it, it 
maybe because Matthews has had a couple shortened seasons. That's true. It's true. It's very true. Um, so maybe not, but I mean, it's 50 gold. I mean, that's a pretty, either way, we're looking at career totals here. If we're going to talk about bigger picture, you know, I, I think that Austin Matthews, like you said, is the closest person to it. But when you look at these totals, I mean, like I said, for six years, 50 gold difference. And of course there's games involved and things like that, right? Total games played. There's a bit of a discrepancy because Austin Matthews has had two short seasons, but also Ovechkin had the lockout season in that, in that first six years. So, you know, not total apples to apples. Um, but if, if you kind of look at it, I mean, one, I think it just really shows like how amazing Ovechkin is. Even if you, I mean, I don't know if you needed to like know that Ovechkin was amazing. I don't, I don't know if anybody on earth doesn't know that, but yeah, you know, there's that. And then also, but like, you got to give credit to Matthews here. Yeah. He's put together a really strong first six years. And like, this is, seems to be his breakout year, 58 goals and no signs of slowing down. He could, pro- he, he may, if he continues this pace, I mean, 0.64 goals per game and there's 10 left. So he's got six more goals possibly. And, ha- and you know, if he goes off um, in one of those games, he could uh, get to the 65 mark, which is the highest uh, goal season that Ovechkin's ever had. And he is the last person to even get close to uh, more than like 55 in a season other than himself. You know what I mean? Like, he's the only player, like, he's got, like, 65 and, like, 50-something, and then that's that's basically it. Until you get to, like, Stamkos, who's got, like, 50, and Crosby, who's got, like, 150 season. Like, all kind of anomalies yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're in a class of their own when it comes to scoring goals. At least for right now. So, and that's the big thing. So, the argument's moots right now, like, when it comes to, like, the longevity part of it, because... You know, talk to me in six more years. Let me know if Matthews keeps up the pace. And if that happens, then hey, maybe we do have the bona fide, uh, you know, player on our hands. But, Polly, do you think in the immediacy that Austin Matthews is going to score more than 65 goals in this season? Which would. So if he scores more than 65 goals, that will be more than the best season Ovechkin's ever had. No, I don't. I don't think he will this season. I don't think he'll get there, unless he breaks off a hat trick, right? Or you know, or a couple strings together a couple multi goal games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Austin Matthews will not hit the sixty five mark. Ovechkin's stellar third season will stay intact, and uh, you know, let's in six years when you're still listening to us, um, you know. We can have this conversation about Austin Matthews versus Ovechkin. Yeah, we could pull up a video side by side. Yeah, uh, because, you know, you never know. In six years, Ovechkin still could be playing. Maybe. I mean, (laughs) Joe Thornton, Chara, all those guys do it. Showing no signs of slowing down, let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) 45 goals, I mean, come on. Uh, Yeah. I mean, number four in the league right now, uh, pretty good. I'd say that's pretty solid. Polly, you know what else is solid, though? Tell me. 
DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $100, $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I have... Worked up an appetite, Polly. Well, Polly Cupcakes has what you need. Mmm, it's snack time with Polly Cupcakes. All right, I'm ready for some NCAA updates here. Uh, you know, you were invited to a watch party at the Caps Chirp studio that we were hosting. Um, but you did not attend. Yeah, I'm, I mean, work, life. Dude, just Sorry, quit your job. Just quit your food. job. Yeah, I should. That's a good idea. It's a good life decision. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's a shame because it would have been nice to be there to watch Michigan lose because <laughs> uh, I don't I don't like Michigan. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that's a that's a good segue into Michigan lost the first game of the Frozen Four to Denver. It was uh, a three to two overtime loss. As a Notre Dame fan, I I watched this game with lots of hate because. Both teams have given Notre Dame hockey issues in the past. I believe Denver has knocked Notre Dame out of the Frozen Four maybe twice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you watched it. I, I didn't actually get a chance to, so tell me about it a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a good back-and-forth matchup. And, you know, you look at that Michigan team that had five first-round draft picks. It was almost like those kids were trying to be like the NBA, you know? Like, yeah. let's get – Everybody that like all our boys, let's get all the talent. Let's you know not the not the right players, the best players. Let's get them on one team and let's see if we can go for a national championship. Uh, all in this last year, and um, I think it kind of backfired on them. Uh, the they did good. They did, I mean they played a good game. Uh, it was one one I believe. What was the final score? No, sorry, three two. Yeah, it was two two. So it was a back and forth. Denver, um, you know, Michigan, Denver, Michigan went down to overtime and like through the third period, you saw like Michigan really starting to like get rolling here. Right. And side note, Michigan hasn't won a national championship in like since 1998. So they're like really trying to, and I believe it's 1998, but I'm just kind of going off of like recall and obviously like my short term memory is trash, but I'm pretty sure it's like 1998, but they have like the most national championships out of all programs that are current. Uh, Denver's like close behind. And so obviously like 
there was just so much momentum behind not only the boys trying to do this the, uh, on the Michigan squad, but also just a lot of probably pressure from like the Michigan management, like, you know, that team, Hey, this could be our best chance to like recapture a fucking championship that we haven't had. We've had a really long drought after like what is seriously one of the most storied hockey, um, you know, franchises in NCAA history. Right, Polly? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I mean, it's really similar to their football program. They also haven't won since the 90s, and they are the winningest program in history. So I'm sure as a Michigan sports fan, um, seeing this loaded roster not be able to to uh, win the championship was probably very frustrating. I mean, they won the Big Ten, made the mm-hmm. Frozen Four. I mean, if you're obviously – you know, if you don't win the championship, you're not champions. But I wouldn't say this was like a failure of a season. And maybe it was because they were so star-studded. Yeah. But, um, I mean, pretty much any other program, while they'd be pissed that they didn't win the championship, would still look back and be like, we did some good stuff. But sure. They I mean, it's not. like for the boys that are playing on the team, I'm sure it's still been a great experience. Um, yeah. You know, but if I'm like, like number five defenseman on the Denver team, I'm definitely chirping those guys like, hey, I'm going to be a gym teacher, bud. I just (laughs) smoked like, you know, we just beat you in overtime. Enjoy the NHL. (laughs) So it's almost like ripping on myself. But like, yeah, like I'm going to go be a teacher now or, you know, I'm going to go, you know, work for Bank of America with my business management degree. (laughs) Well. You know, someday when he when he when he's coaching youth in a year or two, he can he can show the the kids who are like, I want to be like Manny Beniers. He show him a, show him a ring and be like, Yeah, well, we beat them. Yeah, right. Um, and so yeah, be like, Yeah, that's Manny Beniers' blood right here. <laughs> yeah, but Manny Beniers ain't shit. I, before I get to Denver winning yeah. the championship, which I just alluded to. Right. Um, so in the other game of the Frozen Four, uh, a state of hockey showdown, yeah. Minnesota State and Minnesota. So the Golden and, Gophers, uh, what did, wait, 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 sorry. Let me, let me just wrap up. So in the Denver overtime, uh, the Minnesota-Denver, so in the third, Michigan was really pouring it on. Had a lot of, had a lot of um, traction there. But then in, in overtime, it they hit a peak level and then Denver started to take over and they got like kind of like a greasy goal to, to win it and I, you gotta love it. Um, on the other hand, what is the who is Minnesota State? What's their mascot? Because it's the Golden Gophers, Minnesota Golden Gophers, which I don't know if you caught the Golden Gophers goalie's helmet, but it was he's got like a little gopher that's like a goalie. Oh my god, like Rocky and Bullwinkle animation is fucking amazing. Um, but like the Minnesota State's like a purple bull in it. Yeah, they're they're the Mavericks. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Um, but that's like the UNO Mavericks. Interesting. Colleges. Um, they're same mascots. Are they, are they also a bull? Yeah. Yeah, the UNO Mavericks. Well, I mean, a Maverick, you could probably go with some kind of like human logo couldn't you a maverick can be used as 
you know, kind of like a, a renegade, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean... Hold on. Uh... Yeah, so they're the... I'm, I'm looking at UNO's kit right now, and it's all... It's old school. It's all UNO. Um, so, I don't... I, they must have dropped the bull. Okay. And just gone with, like, Omaha. But, yeah, I mean... Shit, look at college sports. Like, right. just, just in the SEC, I think there's at least two Tiger teams. I mean, they're, like... You know, you... you it, there's too many colleges to, to not allow the same use of names. Right, right. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, and the Purple Bull, like, <laughs> I was watching with a buddy, and they're like, dude, the Purple Bull looks like somebody just, like, hired their 12-year-old, <laughs> like, niece to <laughs> design this Lego. It's not terrible, but, and I love the Purple, you know, I've got, Purple's got a pretty strong uh, color in my heart. Shout out Chantilly, 703, Fairfax, Virginia, let's go, baby. But, um, like, I I I turned and then the cool thing and I didn't know that and does this happen every year, Polly? The first round of the frozen or the the frozen four, do they play both games usually in the same day? Yeah, yeah, it, it's typical to do like a five o'clock and an eight o'clock. Okay, cool. Yeah, so got to see a barn burner, Michigan Denver, right? That was the heavy matchup, and then they did the like eight thirty puck drop for Minnesota State and Minnesota, which ostensibly could have been just as good of a matchup, right? Like like you said, state of hockey rivalry there, right? Yeah, I mean, it, like, for anyone who may not be super familiar with college hockey, it, it's kind of, it, I, I think it kind of had the feel of, like, when Ohio State plays the MAC Ohio schools in football, you know? So Minnesota State, I would think, it, it, you know, they're probably looked at by the Gophers, like Ohio State looks at like Akron. But, right. um, you know, so they came in and uh, it was, you know, I would think Minnesota probably looks at it like we can't lose to these shitheads because we're <laughs> Minnesota. And Minnesota yeah. State was like, now's our chance to, to show them what we can do. Uh, and they didn't disappoint. Minnesota State won 5-1 to one over the Gophers. Um. You know, personally, I'm just kind of glad Minnesota Duluth wasn't there because they beat Notre Dame in the championship a couple of years ago, so I'm still irritated with them. But, I, I mean, Minnesota State was a higher seed, but I still don't think people really expected that kind of result. It was a blowout. Um, yeah, and, and Minnesota State had previously beaten the number one seed in their bracket, Western Michigan, 3 to nothing. So the Gophers looked good coming in, Minnesota State. They got in by beating Notre Dame just one to nothing. I mean, Minnesota State's first two games were close games. They beat Harvard four to three. They beat they beat Notre Dame one to nothing, and then they beat the Gophers five to one. Which you know, looking at their schedule, you might think that that would have been their closest game, but it wasn't. Right. And so they went on to play Denver. And um, well, I, I well, just to just hop in, I turned this game off when it was four one in the second. Yeah, I kind of wish I, I didn't. I didn't watch actually any of the games, which surprised yeah. me. Um, but because uh, I try to, I normally do. But yeah, I mean they were they win five to one, and then they go play Denver, and they lose five to one. <laughs> so they were winning. They scored in the first period. Minnesota State did, 
and they carry a one nothing lead into the third, and Denver just ripped off five goals in the third period. Wild. And this was this was Minnesota State's first national championship appearance, I believe. Yeah. Denver, they've got quite a few, and um, you know, and I'm not sure how many people know this, but a lot of these teams, hockey and maybe sometimes lacrosse are their only D1 sports. A right. lot of these schools are actually D2 programs. You know, so you'll, you could see a team play in the Frozen Four, but then you also might see their football team play on ESPN Plus in the college football playoffs in December because they're D2. It's, it, it, it'd be weird to go to a school like that, I think, where you're mostly D2, all your rivals are D2, and then your hockey team is playing Notre Dame and Minnesota. Yeah, and I mean, it's like a special case because generally when you do this, like if – so if the basketball team wanted to become D – even the lacrosse team, if, if the lacrosse team wanted to become like – the field sport teams wanted to become D1, they'd have to like wrangle all the other bum sports along with them. They'd have to make the transition too, but hockey – is different. It's like you can play this like open division, which is like what I'm equating it to. Like this, this is like everybody who's good plays this division, and they're not really worried about like the D1, D2, D3 moniker. It's like if you can hang, you can hang. You know what I mean? Well, and I think a big part of it is that there is no D2 in hockey, so right. D2 schools don't really have much of an option. I, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, you either play down D3 or you play like a, a really like small startup league like we did and didn't even get into that startup league. Like club, basically play club, which is again like an open division kind of, you know, like glorified beer league of like ex-travel players from high school playing D2. Yeah, so I mean um, it's it's – I think it's really cool that the D2 teams get to play D1 hockey. Yeah. The ones that want to. Um, and, you know, uh, kind of similar to what we talked about on Monday, uh, a, a similar type situation. Minnesota State losing the national championship, but their goalie, uh, what, what is it? It's Dryden Hunt. Uh, is that what his last name is? I think so. Dryden Hunt. I. Had it in Dryden McKay. Oh, okay, yeah. Sorry. He won the Hobie Baker Award, which is yeah, real close. Hunt McKay. Um, I don't know why. I said the Hobie Dryden. Baker Award, which is uh, you know the hockey Heisman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so similar to J.S. Jaguar winning the Conn Smythe as a losing goaltender. Um, right. I mean they aren't they aren't equivalent, but it was you know it's kind of similar. And he is an undrafted player. He's a senior, 24 years old. He went. He won the Hobie Baker, took his team to a national championship. I mean, I'm sure someone's going to want him now. Yeah. But uh, just crazy to think that because, you know, pretty much everyone who's who in college hockey is drafted already. Yeah, well, and that's interesting that you bring this up because we have talked about how much of a development league the NCAA has turned into, and that's kind of a relatively new development. It's probably like made that transition in the past five, ten years. Uh, so it's like a slow change uh, for you know the smallest major sport in in the country. So it's yeah. interesting to see that. Maybe the Caps should look at him. Yeah, for real, right? I mean, yeah. 
And, you know, another interesting tidbit about the Hobie Baker Award, the top three finalists, McKay, who won, undrafted, kid from Denver, Bobby Brink, he's a Philadelphia Flyers um, prospect, and I believe he actually did just sign a contract with them, and mm-hmm. he's going to play some games. And then also Ben Myers, another undrafted guy, he's a forward from Minnesota. So according to whoever votes – the top three hockey players are undrafted um, or two of the top three are undrafted. And that's with a Michigan team with five first round draft picks, you know, that whoever right. votes on this thinks that these guys were better than all these people who've already been chosen by the scouts and GMs. You know, it's crazy. You say that because like, I didn't, I wasn't like overly impressed by, I mean, Maddie Beniers is out there. Owen power made an impact. You know, he was visible, but like everybody else was just kind of, and maybe that's just my unfamiliarity with like the rosters and, and just trying to have fun and watching the hockey game is a hockey game. But like, I didn't see anybody who was just like dominant and that's college hockey, baby. Like that's, what's cool yeah. about college hockey is that like clout, like it all goes out the window. All these guys are just, we're so raw playing like with a ton of emotion. Um, and that's why, you know, anybody should watch NCAA sports for sure, but definitely hockey. Yeah, and you know, as we're talking about these draft picks and stuff, a, a few, a few announcements of some notable people going to play pro hockey. So Owen Power, he did sign with Buffalo. You know, a couple of these guys, he, you kind of think that they they were like, we're gonna go play for, we'll play one last season for Michigan, yeah, and then we're going. Right. And so Owen Power signed a three year deal with Buffalo. He's uh, by the time this drops, he will have made his debut on Tuesday against the Leafs. Matty Beneers signed a three-year entry contract with the Kraken just on Sunday, so likely he'll get to play a little bit. Yeah. Kent Johnson, another one from uh, from Michigan, he signed a three-year with the Jackets that he just signed it last on Friday. So look for him to make his debut as well. And then this guy isn't uh, – he's not one of those Michigan fellows, but Max Ellis, he's from Notre Dame. He signed with the Leafs, but they're going to put him in the AHL. He's going to play for the Calder. Um, I mean, they're for they're the obviously very happy with their roster. So right. his, his entry-level contract doesn't begin until next season, but they have him on contract for – I think it's like a PTO right now for the AHL team. I think yeah, that's or how just like a, a con, like a basically like a short-term two-way contract or an AHL only contract. Yeah, yeah. So I mean he's signed for the NHL team, but he's not they're not going to put him up. I mean, I guess they probably could pull him up if they absolutely wanted to. Right. But then they'd have to rework his contract. Well, they drafted um, him, so they have his rights, but they use yeah. those rights to just put him in the A, but they should still even into next year be able to like do a new contract if need be. But because like you said, he's not going to be cracking, probably not going to be cracking a lineup with like Austin Matthews, Tavares, Nylander, Marner, all those guys that they have. Yeah. And, um, you know, if anyone had watched the first couple rounds, Max Ellis was the, he, um, he was the guy they were always trying to spring for a, a breakout pass. He's, he's a real speedy guy. So he'll be, he'll be something to watch in the future. For his his speed and finishing ability, I mean, all these guys obviously are special. 
Right. So, uh, you know, you could probably, you might be able to find a replay of these games on ESPN Plus if if you want to rewatch any oh, of the tournament games. Shit, it's I it's impossible. I do. So remember, you made me get that Fubo. You were like, you should get Fubo TV and then cancel it. Which yeah, I, I should probably do that like soon. You have till Thursday evening. Okay. Um, and so weirdest thing on ESPN Plus, we could get the game, but in Spanish uh, only. What the hell? Well, I mean, you don't need the announcers. No, we turned it off. Um, actually, we listened to it for a while and thought it was fucking awesome, and then we were like, we're listening to it, and they were like, all right, let's you want to play some music or something, or and then we had we had some fucking shitbag Penguins fans in the house, so I had to let you, so I turned that shit on, and you know, we watched some of that, but. Um, and they got their asses kicked by New York, so that was even better. I mean, it was just a good hockey night. You missed a good, you missed a good one, man. Um, but uh, I did have one question though, aside from the broadcast and, and some weird fuckery that was going on there. But Michigan and Denver were both like when they were on the broadcast, they were both ranked number one. How does that fucking happen? So they keep their initial ranking so that 16 uh, teams make the playoffs they were number one from their part of the bracket uh so which would be like kind of like, like they won their division basically of college hockey yeah. there, right well no so like they won their first two games they won their region of the tournament oh um, it's how they seeded in the tournament yeah it's oh. seed, yeah because minnesota state was also i believe yeah minnesota state was a one so, right. like, I'm yeah. looking at the bracket right now, and there's three number ones and a number two. Right, the frozen okay. Four. That makes sense. Yeah. Now I get it. Now I get it. Yeah, I mean, if, if if you ever, I mean, I know you're not a basketball fan, but for March Madness, they do the same thing. They You, you keep right. your, your bracket rank throughout the entire time. But then during the regular season, there's they have a couple different polls, so... And you almost never match up unless you're number one. So you'll be watching a game, and it'll be like number seven slash number eight. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another piece of hockey, college hockey news that uh, I forgot. Well, I, I just remembered it in the hockey East. Mm-hmm. So that is Boston College, Boston University. Uh, basically, you know, all the teams in the East. It's it's. Um, Maine, Connecticut, Massachusetts, those those uh, states, they signed a contract with ESPN for next season. So uh. you'll be able, yeah. So um, you know NBC Sports and Peacock, they carry a lot of home Notre Dame games, and then they'll also just do random games from time to time. And now you'll be able to ca- catch Hockey East games on ESPN as well. So. Aside from the teams who don't, you know, to just another familiar to make it familiar for people who aren't familiar. Aside from the teams who don't have D one football, the Hockey East is basically the ACC and the Ivy League. You know, it, that, right. that's who you'll you'll see play those games. So who is notably be, underrepresented in the Frozen Four? Well, Harvard made it. Um, they won the Ivy League. They were a four seed. They lost to Minnesota State first round, and I believe 
They are, yes, they are the only Ivy League team that made it. I think the Ivy League schools um, didn't perform well this season, and it was basic. I, it may have come down to Harvard and Yale in yeah. the hockey. I hold on, let me let me make sure that Harvard's in the hockey East because I don't know if maybe the Ivy League does have a hockey conference. Well, I mean, it's just interesting to see because like Boston wasn't in there. Um, and the froze obviously, I mean, it was just dominated by the Midwest teams, you know, Minnesota, okay. Denver, Michigan. I, I, uh, I stand corrected. Okay. The, the Ivy league teams are not in the hockey East. Okay. But yeah, it, it is, it's basically everything North of Philadelphia right. is, is what there. Um, yeah. So their, their team, I mean, they had UMass Lowell and I think that's it. Maybe maybe Quinnipiac is in in the Hockey East, but yeah, this actually was uh, Old Northeastern is is there. So the Hockey East, basically the East in general, had quite a few teams or three or four teams, but they all lost first round. It right. was very dominated by basically you know Minnesota, and then you sprinkle in Michigan and Denver. Yeah, interesting. Um, don't sleep on those Midwest teams, man. Midwest talent. You know, when I was in, when I lived in Nebraska, which is like where I got into hockey, you know, 20 years ago, uh, 20 plus years ago, fuck it now. Um, <laughs> hockey was way bigger than I thought it would have been. And obviously I was super into it. They had the Omaha Lancers, the USHL team. Um, and that was it. And then the, obviously the UNO Mavericks, which I never actually got to a game, but we had season tickets to the junior teams. Uh, and you kind of feel that like, Everybody thought that like the Midwest was going to be a hotbed for hockey in the United States. And I think that if the trend continues where the NCAA is going to be a breeding ground for the NCAA or I mean for the NHL, I mean, it's starting to come, you know, to a boiling point for sure. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, there are some storied programs there that North Dakota, um, Michigan and, um, and Denver's kind of on its own out there. Not not many teams way out west are super great, but I mean a heavy concentration in Michigan and Minnesota, and then a few states around them. Yeah, I'm just still waiting for UNO to get into the Frozen Four and make a deep run. You know, even if they make it to like the Frozen Four, it'd be super sweet. I think they were in the tournament. Well, I, I think I remember them at least once in the last ten years. But okay. uh, I don't know if they made it all the way to the Frozen Four. Right, I'm sure they didn't. But <laughs> yeah, Who knows? you know, just a a way to show the the disparity between college hockey and college basketball. The basketball tournament is, I mean, what it's like 62 teams plus a couple play-in games, whatever it is. It's something in the 60s, mm-hmm. and then the hockey tournament is 16. You know, that is literally the hockey tournament is one fourth. Of you know, it's just one, uh, one portion of the bracket is the hockey tournament compared to basketball. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's hockey. Well, for less, you. I, I think there's only fifty something D one hockey teams. Yeah, crazy. Well, let's hope that expands here um, the next ten years. For sure. Awesome. Nice work. Anything else on NCAA? 
Uh, no, I think that's it's all I got. I'm just... You got your obligatory Notre Dame fucking call out in there. You snuck that in. Yeah. Well, I was making the outline, and that was one of the. There, there's been like three or four Notre Dame signings. I, I just picked the most. Uh, you know, Graham Slaggart. He got it. He got signed by someone. Okay. Okay. He, okay. All right. We're fine. He's a captain. Yeah. That's great. Good for them. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Anything else? This is awesome. Uh, but yeah, let's. I mean, fifty-minute episode. Let's go. Yeah. Um. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Caps fans, again, if you like this stuff, find us somewhere where you can rate us and five stars only. Five stars only. You know, uh, welcome to all the new people who may be tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, if you're an OG here, love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. And until next week, we'll catch you on Monday. Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troll Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.